Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Law... Pardon? Lord Griffith. <laughs> oh, yes. I thought he deserved his honour. Lord Lloyd Griffith uh, joined us in the studio. He, he was, did. He was on good form, Lloyd. He was. Um, and we tried show. to... Andy was uh, asking us questions about what football is like to eat. So I think some of that appeared in the second bit of Lloyd. So he may have to do a bit of editing. Oh. He's looking at the producer now. He was able to get up the pub by five past four. <laughs> Won't be good at all. Um, <laughs> so that, um, we heard of a new cricket record that's being broken. Hmm. At grassroots level. Well, they hope to, yeah. And we had a bit of a chat about uh, donkeys and stuff like that. <laughs> all sorts, yeah. Yeah. So here it all is. It is uh, eight minutes past one. Good afternoon, uh, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Maybe you should look upon the fact that your team, because of the, the transfer ban, uh, aren't doing any business as a bit of a... I don't know, just a kind of chance. It's good for your mental health, this. I mean, it's not good uh, transfer. Well, transfer deadline oh, yeah. day is... I'd ge- much rather have good mental health than sign Dabala, for example. Well, look, <laughs> but, you know, this is the whole point. You know, you say that, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, will we sign Dabala? Won't we sign Dabala? The answer really is probably no. But at five o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to be a broken man. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you've basically been flatlined. You've been on a level all the time. The rest of us football level, fans who are still daring the dream. Uh, Coutinho not happening as... Uh, as we were hearing then, we have very good contacts uh, here at TalkSport, so I think you can take that one to the bank from a Tottenham point of view. There, there may be another club in this country who, who could benefit from that, but we'll keep our powder dry until we know more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, that, do you know when a transfer comes from... I didn't even think until I left mm. here yesterday when it first broke that we could even you get Coutinho. Oh, sorry, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy, and all that. Yeah. But, and you want to say anything for that? Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, well, I'll break the habits of a lifetime. Oh, exactly. So, don't bock the show, you always say. I don't feel quite so bad about that yeah. one because I didn't even know about it until yesterday. The others have been slow burners, you mm. know, especially the Le Chelso one. And we are told by Tim Vickery it is a Chelso, not a Celso, so we trust him. A Chelso, Chelso. That's I it. I think singing that song. I won't be singing that song, no. <laughs> no not really. But no. um, that one's been going on for about two months. I'm heartily sick of that one. And well, Ryan Sessignon. What appears to me to be, it's an outside, I've got no inside info, but, you know, Spurs have got to do something to keep the manager happy. You could see last week he's not happy. No. I think they will. I, I really do believe that. I think, you know, Daniel Levy, no, he must realise he's not a stupid man. He's yeah. built this stadium and he's 
run this club brilliantly and you have to think this is a great opportunity for Tottenham you'd be amazed if they don't sign anybody and it's if the, they don't then they've got it's the problems. optimum moment there will never mm. be a chance like this again when everything can potentially come together with a good manager mm. he's lucked out the chairman he's lucked out with a, with a manager who's probably done better than he ever imagined he would say it was great talent it's, it's a chance to be like what they were in the early 60s yeah. you know it's that era again. he's got uh, they had a great set of young players they had players he's brought in that he's got the best out of everything's gone his way so far so now it's over to him now it's his turn mm. just to just to take it on from a playing point of view you can't argue with the infrastructure mm. the training ground the ground etc what he's got to realize now is you've got to transfer some of that to the pitch and give the manager what he wants give him a fighting chance yeah I think he's going to and, they, and if they did I mean if they got those two players not going to get Coutinho now but if had they got players like that or you know, especially Dybala I think make a huge well, the difference Chelsea and Dybala and Sessignon uh, would, would, on top would, of would put, yeah, would, would, would put be, Spurs into the bracket of you know, they can challenge the other two. There's yeah. no question about it. Uh, Reading fans will be exciting, though. They're about oh, yeah. to sign a, a, a hybrid of a great player. Mm. Uh, it's a cross between George Best and Frank Pushkas. It's George Pushkas. Oh, Georgie Pushkas? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, we'll put that to Jonathan Wilson. He's written extensively about Pushkas in his uh, new book. And I have in my hand... <clears throat> The football yearbook, yeah, and it's the old uh, Rossman Sky Sports. Sky Sports now uh, saved by the sun, actually, yeah, and it's an incredible thing, isn't it? Look, I know Motti's got a, he's written a piece in there, and he's got a, um, you know, he's got, I think he's got every single one that's ever been printed. Probably has. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's had thousands <laughs> in his garage. A copy of, a copy, a copy of each yeah, year's, not <laughs> every single one. Yeah. He's got a store, he's got a warehouse full of them. Yeah. Anyway, so I've. Got one I, as well. I never got around to telling you this, Andy. And I know it's Andy to take to a match, though, don't you think? Well, the Rothmans, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah. It's really. I mean, uh, is there an online version? <laughs> but it's nothing. I know you like you like oh, yeah. wisdom. You, you like that. You yeah, like you like, you like your hands something tangibly in your oh, hands. Oh, absolutely. Um, David Rush stacked thirty bars of wet soap in a minute and kept them standing for more than five seconds. <laughs> and it's what it, fine. He's in Idaho, though, so I thought we wouldn't bother getting no, him. No, it's not worth he, it. If he was in Bridlington, we definitely would have got him on. And now I've got a little taste for you. I'll do more of this as the show goes on. Yeah. But uh, it's a brilliant piece in the Star today. It's uh, football. Football's back, but how do you stay in top form for the action? James Moore has the answer with a tasty seven-day diet inspired by the stars of the beautiful games themselves. I don't know yes. how he knows any of this stuff, but for example, I'll start with this one. On day four, uh, your lunch, you should have veggie soup. Uh, Barcelona legend Lionel Messi relies on the low-calorie dish to keep hydrated. He's in a half-time. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> do you want an energy drink? No, let's have a nice bottle of That's why he's always vegetables. got a little bit of spring green in his teeth in the post-match interview. <laughs> Honestly, no. James, but I don't know how you know any of this. Yeah. Um, uh, Liverpool James Milner likes Sultana Brown with bananas. Well, before the game. <laughs> I don't know, any time. Borussia Dortmund's... It's so random. Borussia Dortmund's Mario Goethe loves sushi. He opts for the low-calorie fishy dish. <laughs> <laughs> so is this a chance to eat like the stars? I think so, yeah. To get to their level of Basically, skill and, and fitness. It's rubbish, isn't it? OK, still? well, brilliant. All right, well, yeah. you're going to give us some more of those a little bit I later will, yeah. on, are you? Uh, we'll be right across any breaking transfer news of course I'm reacting to that um, go along to talksport.com and uh, the constant updates and any transfer news and also um, yes and it was at talksport on Twitter talksport.com we got a, a transfer blog there which is updating constantly so uh, go and check that out for all the latest news and of course we'll be bringing you what's wrong Andy? Manchester City's David Silver likes a portion of apple crumble <laughs> does he how would you know he doesn't that? play like that does he? fruit boost digestion half time nice yeah. <laughs> pre-match snack 
snack. Yeah, come on. When Pep's standing there saying, if you want to hate me, guys, hate me. And there's a little bit of custard on the corner of David Silver's mouth while he finishes off a second plate. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. Seems unlikely. How to eat like the stars, and Annie will drip feed those for us throughout the afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs> Oxford Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We are joined in the studio. Always good to see Lloyd Griffith. Good afternoon, Lloyd. How are you? Right. Yeah. Now, um, your documentary is creating a bit of a stir, isn't it? It's available on the iPlayer already. Uh, is it going out actually on BBC One tonight? Yeah, it's going on BBC One tonight at ten thirty-five. So I think is it after the news. Okay. Yeah, that is. It is yeah, after it is, the yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. So ten thirty-five. It's called "Can You Beat the Bookies?" Yes. Yeah, that's fairly self-explanatory. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't it? You yeah. still, I've still had a few tweets. <laughs> I've had a few tweets. Well, can you? I mean, what, what do you think? <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's interesting, though, Tell isn't it? You, you've, got premise, a sum, yeah. you've got a pot, seven and a half yeah. grand to go out and punt with. So, basically, it's a an experiment to see if you can beat the bookies, if a, a one person can do it on on their own. Uh, given seven and a half thousand pounds, you know, we're trying to double it for the narrative of the story is to try, you know, to try and beat the bookies. And we do it via various means by just punching on it having a little you know trusting your gut etc and then speaking to professionals and, and, and specialists and it's, it was interesting just to see the lengths to which people go in order to beat the bookies and you know to see if there were you know was the average person you know one person on his own that was able to beat the bookies so um, yeah we, we go down a number of different avenues it gets quite dark it's you know some places and not all of it's ethical is it I gather so, not all of it no um, and there was one bit that's you know in called, tennis especially yeah. the court side which has again caused a bit of a stir, and people Amazing. have asked for this guy's number. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to give too much away, but basically, no. there's, a, there's a thing called court siding, which happens in a number of sports, but more so tennis, because you bet on points. You mm. can bet on points uh, at tennis. So in this uh, episode, uh, well, in the in the doc. A lad called Joe, um, not his real name, uh, goes to a tennis match, a tennis tournament in Florida. Now, you, you'll never hear of these tennis players ever again. Like the, the, I think the pot to win it was $3,000. <clears> but he's there dressed as a tennis coach, having grown his hair long, hiding the tiniest Bluetooth he can find to basically call the points to his partner who puts the bets on. And you're trying to basically uh, take advantage of a four-second delay, a slow umpire, the iPad not working to put, you know, to put the points in. So it's it's not illegal, it's frowned upon, it goes against the terms and conditions, but yeah, it's it's murky. It's, really it's, it's a murky bet, world. Bet on it's not one for the betting shops here. I was just writing this slip out. Yeah. You could never, you could never, yeah, do, yeah. You could never do it on I've a I've only slip. got four seconds. Yeah. Do you know what? It was interesting. Even on that, you know, he doesn't use a normal telephone. He uses a Facebook call because he's tested the different kind of like right. what the uh, yeah. kind of, the, the delay is and the kind of milliseconds matter don't and they? the milliseconds <clears throat> really do matter and so what he's doing is is you know he's trying to he's trained himself to be able to speak without realizing yeah. you know basically be a ventriloquist find the tiniest boot as you can find grow his hair figure out that Facebook calling is the quickest way to communicate with someone and just try and find the slowest umpires so is he sitting there going fifteen thirty yeah he is I suppose he's learned a kind of ventriloquist way of saying thirty all you could do it couldn't you. Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> he's got. I think he's got. He's got code with his. Um, oh, okay. with, his with his partners. I prefer the other way. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. When I do it, Andy, and I'll be phoning you back. I'm going to go get in the gox. But then, but then he's asking me to put these bets on. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I've, I'm under pressure. I'm not the thinnest bloke in the world. My little sausage fingers were all over the shop. And he was having a real go. He go, why are you putting them on? Because I was like, make some seventeen yeah. and I've stolen. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's ten at night. Um, the systems are in place, though, aren't they? As we see in the documentary, mm. the systems are in place to. To, to not let certain people get 
get away with that for that long? Well, we, um, we won a fair pot of money mm. in an hour. Well, we could have easily won a bit more, but there was a few complications with the call. We could, you know, it kind of kept um, cutting out and stuff. Um, and within an hour of us winning that big pot of money, my account was restricted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we visit a, a football uh, betting specialist who basically I say to him I said look you know I've got a I've got a betting account how quickly do you reckon you can get this account suspended and uh, it, it was surprising it was you know like th- three bets right because because they they knew what he was betting on yeah they were like oh here we go he's got an edge and yeah. not a ball had been, it was three football matches not a ball had been kicked in any of those matches. You know, he'd cashed out on knowledge of, you know, like yeah. teams being released. Yeah. Under-21, Scottish reserves, it was, you know... It's it amazing, isn't it? I've met a few, sorry, yeah. Paul, I've met sorry. a few professional gamblers over mm. the years and uh, they're always looking for the narrowest of margins. Yeah. It, they don't bet like we bet. They don't no. bet on hunches and fun and, you know, it's a serious thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, it's... it's what surprised me was every single person that we spoke to it's not just them on their own mm. i mean you've got a few people that will operate on their own but the margin that they're winning isn't isn't you know isn't huge but you've got you know a team of this this the courtsider he has 300 betting accounts and uh, around the country and he employs you know students to get those betting accounts off other students and you know we spoke to professional football gamblers who have a, a team of maybe 40 50 people watching wow. football the whole time and coming up with their their own data, their own data analysis, in order to try and get their edge on what they, you know. But it's it's mad. It's, it's, it yeah. was a, it was, you know. And it, I've always I've always betted as entertainment. I'm in a, a fortunate position that I don't have an addictive um, personality. Uh, yeah, yeah, apart from obviously food. Um, <laughs> that's a given, isn't it? I'm getting there before the tweets do. Um, so it's um, I, I've I've always done it as you know, but going down to the little two piece slot machines in Cleethorpes. I mean, growing up, you know, yeah, yeah. playing boozy bingo with my family on a Sunday night. It's always been fun. And you know, this weekend I still did have a bet on Grimsby four 0 to beat. Um, who played more well, that's, what it, that's yeah. what it should be it should be give you a little bit of fun you should never you know we all know the rules you shouldn't bet more than you can afford to I, lose and all those I things. just suddenly thought there is there a kind of future Freakonomics uh, episode uh, in do people who live in seaside towns have more propensity to use fixed odds gambling machines as they get older yeah yeah because it's, it's all around, the sound it. of it it's all around you yeah. you'd walk to school pass a load of fruit machines yeah. or whatever I just I wonder if they're but probably it, not but it is but just uh, not to be like serious but it, is, it, it was it was it was worrying the fact that I didn't realise that there are people that you know can't stop you know what yeah. I mean we, we have this whole thing you know when the fun stops stop but they're not aware that it was fun at the start you know they're constantly chasing their losses and I didn't even there was a mate of mine I didn't even realise he remortgaged his house three times to basically try and wow. chase his it's losses it's like any addiction you know yeah. some people can have a drink and enjoy themselves some people are alcoholics it's and that, the thing it? about gambling is that it's so silent it's so discreet You, a friend of mine John Robbins a comedian that we interviewed I didn't realise that his uh, gambling addiction was so extreme because he's behind closed doors. You know, I mean, if you're an alcoholic, you can spend it on their breath. If you're, you know, addicted to cigarettes, you can spend it on their breath. Yeah. You know, drugs, again, s- similar thing. Uh, not on the breath, but, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Mm. But with gambling, it's behind closed doors. It's on your phones. You know what I mean? You yeah, don't there really... are no f- real physical, un- obviously, physical signs of it. the bailiffs yeah. are at the door and you're getting your house yeah. free So it was a real eye-opener. You know, and again, I say, I'm lucky that I, you know, I can bet and, you know, I can, I can stop and, you know, it, it will be Grimsby Town 4-0 for the rest of the season. And you appear <laughs> really... Well, well, come on, Grimsby. <laughs> yeah, you fantastic. did appear in some... Uh, 
uh, ads though, didn't yeah. you? For a high street bookmaker, yeah. and I think John sort of picked you up. He on did, that, he did, yeah. He? And again, it was that was the thing that I didn't, I didn't realise. So I got offered when I was, oh, I just started doing comedy, and someone had seen me at gigs. Like, oh, do you want to um, come and do this advert for a, a betting uh, chain? And so I did it, and it was a, you know, it was a, a, a good lot of money at the, at the time to yeah. do it. And then there was a bit of kickback, and you know, people like John, who I respected, who's a mate of mine, was having a go at me. I was like, well, I don't, I don't get what the problem is. And it, it was him going, mate, this ain't this ain't great. You yeah. Know what I mean? And then it was then that my eyes were open to, oh, okay, all right, not everyone's in the yeah, position. There, there's a slight concern in that attitude, and that the majority of people can bet and know what they're doing and can do it with fun and give themselves. And, you know, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able. Just because some people can't. Yeah. Because John can't, and John gets into trouble. He shouldn't be annoyed at you for promoting something that a lot of people, majority of people, find fun. I've, I do get a bit fed up with that yeah. sort of, you know, holy and now sort of was, attitude. Was, you know, on, on that, I was, I, you know, I quizzed him on what the specifics were, and he was just saying just the language. You know, there was one advert that I think got the most amount of complaints of any advert that year. It was just the language in which they <laughs> well, used. And yeah. again, it you know, it's it's. I think it was like the first time. Oh, I, can't, I can't. You know, the, you know, the first time you do it, it's luck. The second time is knowledge. You yeah. Know what I mean? And is that going? Well, that's not. That's not right. So mm. it's. Um, I think it's the fact that you know, beer gets advertised. Cigarettes still kind of get yeah. advertised in somewhere or other. Um, it's the fact that. You know, it's 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 gambling, and it is still a, a massive problem. And it's the language that was used. I think that yeah. it was kind of. Like I think the across. bookies are realizing that they are mm. getting far. I mean, Paddy was on a little while ago on Drive, and Paddy Power was talking about this. And I think the bookmakers realise that this this is bad PR, and they oh, sure. they are having to get to grips yeah. with it. And they have a lot of systems in place, don't they? Yeah. I mean, whether it look, I'm sure people are out there saying, yeah, but they're still not good enough because this is happening, and they're probably right because they're at the, the coalface and they. Maybe they're involved in it themselves. They don't feel they are getting the help, but it, it seems from a distance as somebody just a bit like Andy, who likes a couple of quid each way yeah. here and there. That, that they are trying to, they are putting some systems in place. It's the duty of care. Do yeah. you know what I mean to look after because essentially they are still customers. Mm. Um, what, what I found was a bit of an eye opener as well. I had two two accounts with the same company um, put on the same amount of money on two different bets. One of them we won quite a bit. The other one we lost. But I got a call relating to the account that I won, exactly the same amount of money that I put on, saying, hello, we're just making sure that you can afford this because, well, okay. um, you, you know, you've, you put quite a bit of money on there. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And I didn't get a call about the other account. And apparently that is, that is quite true. I mm. mean, they'll, they'll get in touch with you if you're winning. Um, but if you're losing, you, you know, they're nowhere to be seen. You know, I'm not being hypocritical. I was, you know, the face of one of them for, sure, for a sure, little sure. while. Yeah. But it's just that knowledge. And I think this, this, you know, this, this documentary, as, as you know, a few of the re reviews have said, it's just, it is an eye-opener to make the average person realise that, you know, it's a, it goes a bit a bit deeper. And mm. if you can bet and, you know, you don't have any problems and you're not chasing losses, then that's, you know, that's I, st I still think that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. I'm in that position where I can still I can still you do know, that. You, you have to be absolutely... I know people are a decent, I get that, but, you know, you know the bookies are going to win. You know they are because that's how they make their money. If they, yeah. You know, if you could beat the bookies, they'd be out of business and they're not. You never see a bookie on a bus. That's, well, that's, that's what they say. That's what Thomas Turgo says to me said. Never heard of that. It's very true. <laughs> Uh, so you can watch Lloyd's documentary tonight, 10.35 on BBC One, Can You Beat uh, the Bookies? And it's available on iPlayer as soon as you get home tonight from work. Uh, it's, it's there already. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Who's the shirt sponsor uh, these what? days? Do you not have a shirt sponsor at Grimsby? Yeah, Young's. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. The local, <laughs> the local fishy I business. I think it's the seventh year or eighth year. Wow, well, very yeah. much. You, yeah. I'm fa- fa- I think my favourite shirt sponsor was when they went a little bit off piste and they did the uh, Young's Fish Pie. That was the sponsor on the, on the front of the T-shirt, right. Young's Fish Pie. But yeah, it's Young's. It's Hopefully that will never change. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he's a customer yeah. of Young's. Watford goalie Ben Foster. Oh, yeah, why is that? Because he loves prawns. Does he Prawns really? are full of selenium for healthy cells. <laughs> what? Ben Foster, ben Foster loves prawns. <laughs> I've got this Brilliant. amazing thing out of the Daily Star. Yeah, you shoehorn that. <laughs> Just give us one more. Give us another player and what they like, uh, Andy. OK. Give, I'll tell you what, let's see if we can guess. Give us the player, we can see and guess what they like. Um, Chelsea's Olivier, Olivier Giroud relies on these, a couple, to kick off his day. Snails. Uh, <laughs> got a bit root one there. Yeah, root one. Because that um, garlic cloves, wasn't it? I'm yeah, I, yeah. What should I? Onion, I'm, okay, I'm joining you. I'm going onions. <laughs> onions. Yeah, two, <laughs> onions. two onions a day. I bet that's why no defenders are near him. He absolutely yeah. reeks. Yeah, it wasn't. It was kiwi fruit. Oh, okay. Oh, we were close, yeah. so we. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how does the bloke know this? Um, guess what? Manchester United's Alexis Sanchez enjoys. Okay, Alex. Oh, Actually, yeah. I'll, tell, I'll give bubble, you a clue. Bubble it's something you hate. Um, beetroot. Exactly. Well, that gave Is it away, it? didn't it? Yeah, salad. Can't say. You eat a beetroot salad. No, I didn't like him. I had, a, uh, I had a beetroot smoothie the other week and uh, went to the toilet the next day and I, I, I called non-emergency 111. <laughs> Maybe that's why Alexis always has to play with teams with red shirts because in case the beetroot... In case the beetroot juice. You know, yeah, that's what, what it is. So what's, that, what, what's that from? From the Daily Star. Yeah, yeah. The, the Oracle when it comes to players' diets. So, so someone just asked him what their favourite food is? I don't know. He doesn't seem I to... I think have... he just did some research, the lad. He kind of went I through mean, the I mean, it's very random. And, for example, Blueberries. Ex-Chelsea star, now at Palace, Gary Cahill, is a fan of the fruits. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Is Michael, he really? I was expecting you to go Michael Dubry then. That's <laughs> Blueberry. Yeah. If any, is any of it like that? Yeah. Have you, so you haven't got, got, got any more? I like well, to have one more. Let's just have one more. Okay. So we've got to try and guess. It's we've got like guess, a, okay. This could be a, a popular daytime well, quiz show. Because they've done women's football. It's zeitgeisty. Yeah. England's Lucy Bronze nibbles on this. It's packed with antioxidants to fight disease. Goji berries. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go onions again. 
I was just going to keep going onions. It's pineapple. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. okay. I'm not going to tell that story. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I had pineapple once. Oh, this is, the, this is the top of the... Cristiano Ronaldo's favourite dish. Cristiano Ronaldo's... Caviar. Uh, gold leaf. He sprinkles gold leaf gold on leaf everything. Caviar. So can't be true. Cod, potatoes and veg. <laughs> oh, we should get him at Grimsby. Yeah, you should, yeah. Should that might be the way. Although we don't eat cod in Grimsby. Bottom feeders. Um, oh. We eat haddock. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Good. Maybe, you, maybe you'll come to Grimsby to get into the haddock, maybe to find... But gold leaf will have to be sprinkled. <laughs> like that guy who puts gold leaf on his steaks. Yeah, well, yeah everybody goes name, to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lloyd, lovely to see you. Thanks for having me. And um, Salt Bay, his name is, I just remembered. Well, that's the funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Salt Bay, Turkish land. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like become beef millionaire restaurateur. Massive friends of the... That is, is all the footballers. All, all the footballers. The time, yeah, it's yeah, amazing, yeah. isn't it? Well, all you've got to do is... Put a bit of gold leaf on their steak. Any of us could do, it. Gold, do that in the local Burnie. I'll have gold leaf on my haddock at Steel's. <laughs> That's nice. That'll be nice. Idea. Just get it sprinkled, though, from a height by a Turkish lad and then and they can put about a grand on the price. Uh, uh, how it. to beat the... Yes, can you beat the bookies, should I say? Available on the iPlayer and uh, 10.35 uh, tonight on BBC One. We'll see you soon, Lloyd. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Lloyd. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, you talk to people that don't like cricket about, uh, say, a test match, and they say you play for five days, of course, and you don't get a result. It can be a draw at the end. Well, imagine playing for seven full days and nights. <laughs> uh, if well, that ends in a draw, you, you, your American <laughs> yeah. mates would explode, wouldn't they? What's the format? How many overs are they playing? Well, let's find out. It's, it's all for a good cause, and it's happening at Blunham Cricket Club, mm. and they are serial uh, record breakers in the world. New competition, of the 10,000. Endurance <laughs> cricket. Yeah, this is what we've come away from the 100. People much like, they much like longer games, yeah, the 10,000. <laughs> the worst idea the ECB ever had. Uh, Connor Heaps is, is the uh, captain of the club. Hi, Connor. Hi there, how are you doing? Good, thank good. you. Yeah, are you, are you uh, doing this... Um, soon, you're not doing it at the moment. No, we haven't caught you no, mid-game. No, no, not at the moment. Um, yeah, it's starting on the uh, 24th of August, so uh, just over uh, two weeks' time. Um, and like you say, it's going to going to run for a, a week long. Um, I think we're starting at four o'clock on the Saturday. Um, but yeah, starts in just over, just over a couple of weeks. How many players are you going to have in total to play over the mm. seven days? So it's 12, uh, 12 per side. Um, <laughs> wow. No more. So, mm. as you can imagine, the uh, there's a very, very much a lack of sleep going on. Yeah, not much. Seven days. You're gonna play, it, are you playing outside, or where, where are you actually playing? Yeah, we're playing outside. We're playing at, um, at our home ground, um, the first team ground, uh, with uh, <clears throat> on a, on an actual um, a turf wicket rather than uh, an astro turf wicket. So the the ground staff are going to have the work cut out as well. Your yes. pitch will take spin after well, seven spin. days. Yeah, Nathan Lyon's <laughs> going to be rocking up on the seventh day. Wow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, maybe, maybe even Steve Smith might get out on it. You never yeah. know. Yeah. What's, what's the format, though? I mean, you can't. is there a sort of amount of overs? Or how do you work out which side bats for how long? Right, so the first time we did it, because this, this is the third time we did it, the first time we did it, it was, it was too competitive and it got very difficult. Um so we, we changed the format between us. Um, so each team bats for three-hour periods. Right. Um, and there's a half-hour break in between innings. Um, so each team bats for three hours. Um, the aim is basically that the top three or four batsmen bat for those three or four hours whilst your teammates sleep. That is effectively the, uh, the procedure. Uh, and adding, of course, yeah. uh, the new additions, breakfast and dinner. 
yes. to, to lunch and Absolutely. tea, which is uh, which is good, isn't the it? The scoring. Who do who keeps scoring all this? Yeah, it is a big book. We do we do actually have a few people um, who put their hand up to score. Um, I can't imagine it's the the most fun job at four in the morning, but someone's got to do it. Well, Jimmy Anderson says he, he thinks he could be back later in the series. If he, yeah. wants to, if he wants to put the old hamstring to the test, he should play seven days with you guys. Sure, you're going to have to go off for bad light at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily, we've got some, uh, got some floodlights on the way. Okay, right. well, you're well prepared. It's all for a good cause, of course. It is, yeah. There's, uh, there's two charities um, that we're raising uh, funds for. Uh, one is Sue Ryder um, and the other is Mind um, for Mental Health. Um, and we're also raising money for the for the cricket club, of course. But it's all it's all for a good cause. What's the long term weather forecast like? Have you you checked it out? Oh, I, I dread to I dread to look at the minutes. To be honest, the last the last time we did it, it rained for twenty hours straight when we started. So, <laughs> oh, um, but you still you, played you, on. You yeah? Kept going. No, I played on. Played on. Oh, it's, well, it's not see, easy. I thought when you said, I said players, I thought you'd have like a couple of squads of sort of, you know, 24, 25 players who could just come roll on and off, but you're sticking yeah. to 12, just somebody bringing on the drinks now and again. Yeah, Call pretty it. much. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be tough work and there's, there's, there's a lot of tired and emotional people by the end. Um, I mean, one of our main organisers and uh, a bit of a club hero, George Hudson, he's, uh, he's done a sterling job of organising, but... He was given the nickname Kit Kat last time because of the amount of breaks he had, so he owes us a bit, I think. <laughs> what a great nickname. Yeah, and um, so can people come down to Blunham Cricket Club and watch when you're doing it? Absolutely. Come down at four in the morning. That's when we need you. Yeah, of course. And um, where is it? Tell us where it is. Yeah. It's in Bedfordshire. Oh, OK, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, there's, there's loads going on around. It's not just the cricket. There's uh, live bands on, uh, mini golf, a, a knobbly knees contest, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts going on. I like yeah. nothing more than a, a kid's bouncy castle and a knobbly knee contest at four o'clock in the morning in Bedfordshire. Perfect. I'll, yeah, be, exactly, I'll be there. Exactly. I'll and, be there. And you are trying to beat uh, a record, aren't you? Loughborough University, they, they did 150 hours, so you've got did, an incentive, yeah. haven't you? Exactly, exactly right. I mean, the, the main aim is to get through it and to, to, raise, to raise the money for the charities and the club. Um, but it's always nice to see a Guinness World Record certificate on the wall after. Well, look, we wish you well. Uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you when, 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 when it's done. You can talk through what went on, Connor. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, excellent. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, it's Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Deadline day tomorrow, all the usual mayhem, of course. It closes at five o'clock, so uh, we'll be there virtually at the death I'm sure the mm. Goffey and Adrian will be there of course when it slams shut uh, Jim and Natalie building up and the guys on breakfast live from West Ham's training ground Ali McCoyston Big Alan the Moose will be there stalking the corridors as well in mm. some kind of claret and blue affair no doubt but yeah uh, the West Ham training <laughs> ground to me, you know, the Moose will have yeah. a part of his claret and blue wardrobe he rarely strays from those colours does he <laughs> I forgot to ask Christophe Terreur about the Belgian bloke who broke the world sitting on a toilet record yeah, do you think he might he probably, probably might wouldn't have known, have known about it would he well, he might have known Never mind. What can you do? On a serious note, uh, oh, I was yeah. saying to you this morning, uh, part of the Harry Wilson deal that's taken him to uh, Bournemouth uh, is a... Um, they said Liverpool demanded Wilson reaches appearance targets with a rising scale of penalty payments, which hmm. could reach a million pounds. And you thought, well, this is a great idea. I'm sure it's not the first time it's happened. But how often have you said the, the many... Chelsea youngsters yeah. that went out on loan and then never played. What was the point of that? I no, mean, no, this focuses right. the mind. If you want this boy over 
you yeah. know, him going to another club where he's going to get the game time we want, it's going to cost you money. The only thing about it is, you know, he's got to play well. You can't just pick him just because there's some sort of clause. You know, it wouldn't no. be fair on the other players. No, so, it wouldn't. But then in that you know, case, maybe puts a bit of pressure on the player back. as well. Yeah, yeah, it does put pressure on the player, but it's it's not a bad idea, is it? No, in theory, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a good idea. No question about it. Wayne Rooney has been interesting uh, stuff a lot about him in the paper this morning. Obviously, coming back mm. to a derby, but um, <laughs> it was one one paper said. Uh, a source said they're, they're losing millions because the Derby job was a huge pay cut. You think, really? And then another one said, Wayne Rooney's 90 grand a week wages will be funded by a new deal. So I think they're, they're going to be all right. Yeah, I think Rooney's. one or two I mean, look, one or two clubs, I think, in the in the championship. Yeah, may been, not be happy There's been a few teams yeah. sort of crying foul, haven't there, already, about mm. the, the things that go on financially. So, I mean, look, this is the club sponsor picking up the tab, but you could argue it gives mm. Derby a bit of an unfair advantage, doesn't it, really, being able to afford those wages, because generally in the championship you wouldn't be able to do that. No, not that sort of money, no, absolutely not. Um, you want to know more about uh, footballers and what they eat? Yeah. And... Uh, Here's one for you, a snack, nuts. Go for the unsalted type for a healthy boost of energy, like Liverpool's Sadio Mane. Really? Sadio Mane likes... You never a, see him without a bag of... He likes an unsalted <laughs> nut, does he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. This was all in the star, wasn't it? The stars yeah. and what they like to eat. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? Um, see if I can get, guess. Oh, this is a good see one. I can guess. Uh, well, this is... No, first of all, as you say, it's Manchester City's Carl Walker. Okay. Uh, he cooks pasta in... He's taking the guesswork out of it. <laughs> well, I don't know. But he cooks pasta in vegetable juice. No, he doesn't. Does he really? Well, he doesn't, does he? Well, maybe he does, yeah. Well, that would be a bit odd, really. Yeah. I can't see that. I can't see that even help, does it? I don't know, Andy. I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. I could um, have been, but I never really bothered. Chelsea's Ross Barkley has credited what... For improving his football, um, Ross Barkley. Okay, I'm guessing again now. Yeah, Ross uh, chips, <laughs> lean protein from oh, okay. fish. Doesn't, doesn't work. For, Long way off. Doesn't there, work for it? moose. Uh, Liverpool's mid. Talking of moose, Liverpool's midfielder Jordan Henderson relies on no, that's not tuna on oats for a slow energy release. I read that wrong. Okay, you thought yeah. you thought the word oats was tuna. <laughs> I've got good news for the moose actually. See, Domino's, uh, fearing a no deal Brexit, have started to top up. Yeah, they've uh, they've stocked up. Yeah. Topped up on top. They've topped up on top. They've brought in extra tomato sauce, tinned tuna, which is great news for the moose, pineapple, and frozen chicken. Um, just in case. All right. So fine. the moose is going to be all right after the 31st of October, which is great news. One of the car companies uh, been advertising. They've got this big ad. It's like a film style ad, and it says, starring Thierry Henry as the driver. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not going to be the manager, is he? So fair enough. <laughs> and Ben be. Foden, the rugby star. That's an amazing story, this, isn't he? He's, he's married a woman just two weeks after they met. Yeah. I mean, it can be love at first sight and everything, but... Maybe Ben would say, when you know, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced myself, but... (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Well, congratulations to you both. Anyway, Ben, if you're listening to stuff, probably on their way... I'm only saying what most people are thinking. Let's face it. No, just what you're thinking, you (laughs) (laughs) small-minded. Uncharted territory well, for the clips of the month. It was a dead heat between uh, well, Toby's bit of old school like, unintentional yeah, so smut yeah. during well, Wimbledon. Well, I, I thought that would be the winner and myself. Well, it was close, but I'm afraid I've had the casting vote. It was my favourite. And I don't know who's heard this yet. It was Cass on breakfast talking Chinese football.
Who won the Chinese league last year? Beijing Robbers. If it works for Jordan, me and Jordan. I haven't got a clue. You might be right. It definitely works. They definitely work right. So there we are. Dead heat. But that one just just edged. People do have funny ideas about cricket and things. And what was that letter Blake wrote today and saying? How much he loves in watching Steve yeah, Smith are, bat. So great. He's watching him return bat. tomorrow from one to the next one. He'll be busy. What's his business potentially being done? Smith, well, uh, when you're South American team, you and you know, lots more besides. You're, you're so fairly ugly style. It's impossible to get out. Yeah. Graham Smith. That's no relation. No, absolutely true. pair of them. Must be the best batsman in the world, says Richard Paris. He's so much natural ability. It's a pleasure to watch him. He reminds me of the great Viv Richards. Really? In what sense? He's wearing white and he's holding a bat. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I think even Steve Smith, you know, he's not the most elegant batsman. No, watch, not is really. He? Twitchy and everything, but... That's it. Is that it? Is that you done? Well, it was a letter from Peter Pomfret. No, I could do without that. <laughs> I know, he's had his chips. Yeah. Now, the, uh, <laughs> is, is, that, is that right? Yeah. Have you seen this new sport they've got in American ra- rodeos? It's a... Uh, instead of, you know, riding a bucking bronco... It's Quite riding, close. <laughs> That was bold. <laughs> not really. Okay, go on then. I couldn't think what they were called. Yeah, well, it? that's what I was slightly worried about. <laughs> that is what they call. called. Yeah. Anyway, this is a sheep version. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this <laughs> what, kids hanging on to sheep? sheep. Or, or is it are they adults? It's called mutton busting. <laughs> it's not getting any better, is it? <laughs> not really, no. Talking of that, Andy, <laughs> yeah. um, I know this is the sort of story you'd like. Bryn's biggest donkey is edging, edging towards the tallest in the world. Really? Yeah, Derek, his name is. It's <laughs> that show with Quinton Wilton. Brent, Wilton not Quinton Wilton. Quint, Quinton Wilton. <laughs> Britain's biggest carpet. Yeah, does. Derek. His name's Derek. <laughs> Derek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not Derek Wilton. <laughs> Coronation Street. Uh, is just a quarter of an inch off the record and still growing. Yeah, that's tremendous. So I thought we might do a show from there. Just get down there and watch him slowly grow. <laughs> So he's five uh, five foot seven and three quarter inches at the moment. He's closing in on the title, which of course is held by. I don't know. Well, come on, who? Romulus from Texas <laughs> in two thousand and thirteen. How would I know that? You're rubbish at trivia, aren't you? <laughs> I am really. Yeah. They're both um, they're both American mammoth jackstock. You are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the biggest breed of donkey in the world, but I don't need to tell you that. But no. five-year-old Derek's uh, owner, he lives in the Radcliffe Donkey Sanctuary. And uh, Stick with me on this. Uh, yeah. Uh, reckon it's only a matter of time before he takes the title. Uh, they don't stop growing, you see. Well, they, they never stop growing. No, they well, they eventually they do. <laughs> but, uh, OK, let me ask you the question. I wish I was a donkey. Uh, what... <laughs> <laughs> at what age? At what age uh, does a donkey stop growing? Have a guess. Have a guess, gone. How old? How many years? Thirty. Have another guess. Forty-five. Have another guess. These are these aren't Galapagos turtles. These are donkeys, mate. When do they stop growing? Twelve. No, seven. Yeah. Okay. What's still... the average lifespan of a donkey? <laughs> Let me look at our producer. He's, he's in charge of. Uh, he's in charge. Would you of mind this. looking it up for us? What, what do you think? Top of your head. Why, before we you have look to get up these out Google. of the way, because we won't be able to do these tomorrow. It's transfer deadline day. Yeah. Be no mention of seven-year-old donkeys. Yeah. Well, twenty. He's gone twenty for the average lifespan of a donkey. Okay. Well, we're gonna, uh, good. Twenty-five to thirty. Oh, okay. Well, they stopped growing at seven. Oh well. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we, uh, we Andy, Andy and I will be live from the Radcliffe Donkey Sanctuary on, on the day that Derek it's, breaks the record. I've got a final one for you. It's a classic Daily Star scare story. It's an invasion of boozed-up German wasps. <laughs> 
bored, angry, and drunk German wasps are threatening oh, to... Oh, that's a great, that's a great uh, show. Can you see that on Channel 5? Born, angry, and drunk. That's a nine o'clock, isn't it? Yeah. The German yellow jacket wasps... Yeah. Coming over here. Coming over here. Havoc. Born, angry, and drunk. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, they're much more bad-tempered than common wasps. Are they really? They give a much nastier sting, apparently. Oh, no. Uh, they, they get drunk on uh, nectar and are easily annoyed. Yes, that's Alan Brazil. <laughs> Back tomorrow at six, by the way, from West Ham's training ground. Exactly. Now, a uh, bit of news you may have missed. An iconic sporting venue um, will not be holding its big tournament anymore. While you're away, Andy, um, they, the BDO have said uh, they are leaving Lakeside. Oh, Frimley, uh, Frimley really? Green. Frimley Green. That's right. At 1986, it was first used. They're moving to the Indigo venue at the O2. They think the sort of central London oh. venue would be easier to get to. I mean, there were times you were kind of stuck in Frimley Green just after Christmas, <laughs> about one in the morning. Not My, me. I don't no, believe no, no, in that one. I no, like, you, I don't like believe, you don't believe. You don't believe in the BDO. <laughs> I don't, I believe, I'm a PDC man all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You're really fair <laughs> enough. You've got to be, haven't you? Okay. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's not good, is it? I, I like top quality sport. Do you yeah, really? Yeah, I always like the higher level. You know, so you've got to if you if you love your darts, why well, you know you've got to love the PDC more than the BDO. I know the BDO has its fans, but I know Ali Ross prefers the BDO. He does, yeah, 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 but not for me. So, uh, <laughs> well, it was sport. <laughs> it was at least it was sp- at least it was sport. <laughs> exactly. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, well, I've learnt something today. What was James Milner? Was he um, peanuts? That was Sadio Mane, wasn't it? <laughs> Sadio Mane. He likes, he likes unsorted peanuts. <laughs> well, if you've learnt nothing else today, you've learnt that, folks. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. A transfer deadline day mayhem. Uh, yeah. Until then, thanks for downloading us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.